0: All right, everybody, welcome back to Vikings Happy Hour. We got a huge show for you today. Uh, we're talking Vikings GM search, we're talking playoffs, and we're going to talk a little bit about the defense and how we can maybe fix that. So grab that beverage and let's get ready to roll.
1: Welcome to Vikings Happy Hour, where we mix our favorite beverage and talk of your Minnesota Vikings.
0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour. I'm your host, Matt Anderson. You can find me over on Twitter at Matt Anderson underscore eight. And tonight, we got our co-host back. Ryan Ortega is here tonight. You can find him on Twitter as well, at Sports Guy Rye. And Dave is leading it, everything, producing, you name it. He's here every night. Uh, but he's here tonight as well, showing his face for us because we don't have a guest. So he is our guest. I uh, always love having you on the, on the forefront here, Dave. Now, give me a minute. I'm trying us, to get so... everything
1: squared away. Get the tweet out so those folks <laughs> that haven't already joined, like Clifford, Nick, G-Mac, Mary, Nick, um,
2: will the reliability- have a chance to
1: reliability-
2: do that.
0: Well, I'd be remiss if I didn't start this show off by, by thanking the guests from last week. Uh, not only Judd Zolget, who was on the show, but everybody in the the chat who listened, who participated, who commented. Um, you guys blew that episode out of the water last week, and uh, you know we couldn't do that kind of stuff without you guys. So I appreciate that. Um, uh, appreciate you guys all subscribing if you haven't yet or you know somebody that hasn't yet, head on over to our YouTube page and let's bump those subscribers up. I think we're uh what do we at we'll, uh one thousand two hundred right now
1: Dave. yeah about twelve hundred yeah yeah we had so, a huge so let's get that thing moving. after we hit a thousand and we appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts um it was great, and last week's show has rolled over three thousand views. Which for us Let's go. only comes in second to the live draft shows, which is amazing. It was outstanding. I want to congratulate you, Matt, for having the biggest show show so far this year.
0: Thank you. Well, it's it's early, right? Only January nineteenth, so we got a long way to go. Um, how, who knows? Maybe of it's course it's the week
2: day. that I'm gone. You of know, course. It, it must be. I, I must be the bad luck charm, or I, you know. Well, Not bad luck, but I, you know, me being gone and Jud being here must just uh, really rake it in.
0: <laughs> if, it, if you connect the still- dots, it all kind of makes sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we uh, we already have comments talking about people. What are they drinking tonight? This is Vikings happy hour, so I get so bad at doing this on a week to week basis, but tonight we'll fire it up again. <laughs> yes, G-Mac, I am wearing a Buffalo jersey. Since we're not in the playoffs, we cheer on Stefan Diggs. Uh, back to the drinks, though. Tonight, by the way, notice the glass. I don't know if you can Ooh. see it. My parents got me uh, a whiskey set. comes with a decanter, all Vikings. I c- I don't have it with me right now, but I could show you the rest of it. Uh, but tonight, I'm drinking some Teramana. Uh, I'm going back to tequila, uh, partially because I think I'm out of whiskey, but, um, uh, that is my drink of choice on this fine evening. Ryan, how are you, by the way? I, I didn't even ask how you're doing fresh off of vacation. How are you doing? What are you drinking?
2: I'm great. You know, we definitely had an opportunity to, to really just get out of this bitter cold and, and go visit Disney. And that was fantastic. Kids had a blast. We had a blast as adults and, uh, yeah, I, I tuned into the show from down there. Uh, we literally had just got back. I I missed like the intro, but, uh, we had got back from our, uh, trip. I think that day was, um, Hollywood studios. So we just got done doing all the star Wars stuff. And, uh, and right as the kids just kind of sat down to chill out and I finally got off my feet I'm like, Hey, our show's on, so yeah, you know, I tuned in, got to listen in, and and uh, dream I could have been here from afar because I always love being on the show and uh, and talking football with you guys. Um, I am drinking the same thing you are, actually, uh, at least to start. Uh, I wanted a little what? tequila oh. tonight, so uh, so we, we busted all out, you know, the rocks tequila, Termanda, and uh, and then I'll probably have some four roses after that. Well, hey. I
0: switch from tequila to whiskey.
2: Now, mm-hmm. you want to be funny?
1: This is what I'm drinking tonight. Oh, there you go. What is that? It's tequila. Oh, man. Exotica Respano. Hey, why not break up when you're in the mood to party? <laughs> what better alcohol is there than tequila? Am I wrong? I agree. Hey, I agree. And speaking for the Mood to party. I want to let everybody know Vikings Happy Hour. Today is their one year anniversary as a show. And we have seen so much growth, both in Matt and Ryan, who came in green as greenhorns could get, to being very good hosts. And I want to make sure everybody gives them applause for a fantastic first year.
0: Well, I appreciate that, Dave, and uh, it, it could, we wouldn't have been here if it weren't for you, right? You you are here grinding every day uh, producing this show, so as, as, as much as I appreciate the applause, uh, a ton of applause goes to you as well, so uh, I hope this is for many, many episodes to go, right? I mean, last year wasn't fun, but we stuck through it, um, and I'm hoping that this off offseason uh, can be a little better and that all starts with the, the the head coach and the GM search that that's underway. I think moments ago it was we were just told that uh, Kellen Moore had just completed his interview for head coach. Uh, but but let's talk about this a little bit because we touched on it last week. And Dave got a shout out from from Judd on Score North last week after the show. Uh, but I want to get your input, Ryan. So Mark Wilf was very targeted in his words in his presser after Zimmer was fired and the key word that Dave picked up on that not a lot of people did but it's circulating now uh is that they said the uh the GM would have an input on head coach not a, not they wouldn't have final say they would have an input and what do you think about that I mean are you in favor of the the new GM just having an input or, or do you think the GM should have like their ride or die, right? Like they're going to come into this job tied at the hip with, you know, somebody else.
2: Yeah. You know, that's an interesting, uh, you know, word to kind of put on the situation, right? I think it's hard for a, um, for a first time GM, which it looks like by all, You know, by all accounts, we're likely going to be hiring a first-time GM to really have that respect and really have that, um, you know, the 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 fortitude to be able to solely pick their person. Right? Um, I think it's hard for an owner to do that, especially with all of the GM candidates we're looking at are going to be first-timers, and a lot of them are pretty young too. I mean, not even just first-time GMs, but haven't been in the league all that long. Uh, When you're looking at like right yeah i was going to say you're looking at quezzy i think he's in his 30s uh like early 30s yeah 32. brandon brown he's you know in his kind of mid to late uh, i mean so some of these candidates are young so i think they're going to want to you know vet out their own people as well but definitely i when, when we say input you know that that can obviously that's a vast array of different things, right? That could be, um, you know, you get to meet them and that's about it. Or it could be, <laughs> we really want, we really want, you know, your true feelings on this specific person, um, and 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 we're really going to value your opinion here. So, uh, input, you know, it, it can be a vast array of uh, different meanings there. Uh, but all in yeah. all, I think it's very smart for them to be able to um, own this decision themselves, in my opinion. Until this GM gets a little bit of. Um, you know, dirt on the tires, so to speak. And, and, and you know, if, if this hire doesn't end up working out and the GM, you know, lasts to the next head coach, um, hopefully at that point, they'd probably have a little bit more, you know, full ownership in it.
1: Uh, and I view it as, you got a good point about all these guys are young first timers and the Wilfs may want to do it that way, but the Wilfs have always run their real estate business right, that's made them so wealthy. And when they pick out people to do stuff, they pick those out and they do it from, I think from the leadership style is, well, I'm not going to pick, you know, the one guy at the top and have him picked. They very much are involved in, uh, I want to make sure this this next level is the person I want and the level before, below that so that I have, as the owner, full confidence in the team I construct and he's constructing yeah. this team. So if he picks a GM and he picks this, or if they pick the GM and then they pick the head coach, they can be cool with this. We These were the choices we made and we feel will work best together to achieve the goals we need. And I think that's what they're going to do. I think they're going to say, Hey, yes, we're doing, the parallel search where we're interviewing coaches right now as well as interviewing gms when it gets to they want to hire the gm first and then say here's uh, three or four coaches that we really like what's your opinion on these three or four that's the the amount of input that the gm's going to have and that may be that may put one coach ahead of the other and say all right Raheem Morris you're our next, you know, head coach. Uh Brian Lefwich, even though you're not on the list yet, you may be our next head coach however it works out. Yeah. I think I think the Wils want control over both that they are happy and satisfied with who is selected because they're the ones that get the overall decision and it's their business.
2: Yeah, you know, I want to yeah, bring it, something up it, real quick. Uh, Mary brings up a great point. She says we, sh- uh, us at CTP, should just run the team. And yeah. I fully agree. I fully agree.
0: Oh, well, Ryan's been clamoring to do that for at least the past two off seasons because <laughs> he's been talking about how many of his Oklahoma guys have actually hit in the <laughs> NFL the last couple of years. Um, so he's he's soon he's soon to hit a lull though in that department. That. Uh, I forget his name I'm spacing on your head coach that left for USC
2: Lincoln Riley yeah you know but i we have a better coach now than we did back then and uh and maybe defensively not offensively uh but and then you know i i i will say this this Oklahoma draft class isn't quite as strong so i i mean you're not going to hear me raving about as many guys at least early on there'll be some mid Mid round guys that I'll be saying, yeah, they're well, at Maybe eleven as well, but... instead
1: of twenty two.
2: Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Viking
1: Tom brought up he thinks the GM will be selected in a week from today. Uh just to let you know, Tom, that uh Doogie thinks it may be done by next Tuesday, Thursday at the latest. But it'll be next week. That is the case week. If
0: that is the case, this show should be fresh.
1: Uh-huh.
0: that breaking news right and that's that's what it's all about i i am working on a guest for next week so i'll I'll let you know if it if it comes through but it would be a fun one to have uh, working on a whole slew news.
1: of guests in the future
0: that is true yeah i, I don't want to put anything out there until we get the names locked down but or the dates locked down but mm-hmm. uh hey, Joseph. you know we I, i've seen it in the comments already uh, some of these head coaching candidates. Where's your. Uh,
1: oh, I'm sorry. I had to laugh. Joseph is asking Ryan where his ears
0: are. Ryan, those are
2: all reserved for the girls. You know, I, I, I didn't do much of anything from a souvenir standpoint. Uh, I really wanted to buy that like $25,000 R2D2 thing. Uh, it's like a live size replica that actually moves around, but you know, I ain't rich like that. So, (laughs) (laughs) see, our our viewers
1: are great Uh, that they were Joseph comes in late and remembers that you were at Disney World. That's fantastic.
0: Trying to get back on track here. uh let's talk. I, w- I just want to get your guys' opinion on some of the head coaching candidates that we've seen. Because I feel like when it comes to GMs, right, it's it's just a lot more difficult to to pinpoint kind of who they are, what kind of input they had from where they're coming from. Obviously, you know that there's some smart individuals that are well-respected throughout the league. And if anybody listening right now has not listened to uh, Jason's daily sit rep yesterday on hiring on potential – uh, I strongly recommend that you head over to our YouTube channel and check that out because it is, it's, it's a 10 minute clip and it's perfect. Um, it, it is exactly how the Wilf should be approaching this hiring process with the GM and the head coach. But it, back to my question, uh, I want to get your, your thoughts on some of the names that have been floated out there for head coaches, because we know some of these guys, right? We've, we obviously know about Kellen Moore, right? Uh, with the Cowboys. I don't think we've heard Brian Leff, which is his name, associated with the Vikings, but he's he is not a, on the a, list. A, yet. He's, he's not yet, is the key, right?
1: The Keyword there is yeah. Uh, Same with Brian Dayball.
0: Yep. And then, Brian. you know, a new one that's kind of come out of nowhere is um, Raheem Morris, right? The Rams' defensive coordinator. Some might know him as the Bucks' former head coach in um, something that I guess I didn't realize until recently, but was the passing game coordinator for the atlanta falcon during matt ryan's mvp season as well as their super bowl run with kyle shanahan so um yeah just 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 your reaction on on some of the names we've heard uh if if you're leaning a particular way at this point um and and we can just go from there
2: sure yeah i'm gonna actually turn it on you matt because i know that you put out a post on twitter which i hopefully most of the of our uh Viewers here are following you on Twitter, but you had an interesting take on uh, specifically on Raheem Morris. Why, why don't you deliver that for the for the folks here that are watching and listening? Because um, I do think that it was insightful, uh, you know, that post that you put out there.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, sometimes we get stuck on, uh, you know, when we're looking at these head coaching candidates, we look at, well, that guy's really good at or that girl, whoever that person is really good at, you know, Defense, or that person is really good at offense. But something that Raheem Morris brings to the table, and I just briefly alluded to it, is he's probably the most complete candidate if you think about it. He's still relatively young, um, mm-hmm. he has previous head coaching experience. Um, I, I called out that he was the passing game coordinator with Falcons during their Super Bowl run and Matt Ryan's MVP. Uh, not only that, but he was a wide receivers coach as well for the Atlanta Falcons. So he's really covered you know, everything you could want from an experience perspective outside of maybe special teams, but I'm not going to really hold that against him. And so I think <laughs> when you're looking at Raheem Morris, um, he's the most, right now, he's the most intriguing candidate for me for for not only those reasons that I just listed, but also because all of these people are coming out of the woodwork for Raheem Morris, and and it's not just like nobody's either, right? Highly touted head coaches such as Mike Tomlin, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVeigh, and then you got players like Jalen Ramsey, mm-hmm. one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. Uh, there there are guys I forget what his name is, but he was pretty much alluding to the fact that he was an ass during his tenure uh, with, the, with the Buccaneers, but Raheem Morris was able to still work with him, train him, teach him. Uh, one of the most personable people he's been around and one of the best teachers he's been around in the NFL. And I think when you if, if you read between the lines of what Mark Wilf said, what Eric Kendrick said, what Brian O'Neill said about collaboration, communication, from what I'm hearing right now, Raheem Morris would check those boxes for me at the current moment. So I think he if he's not hired I'm not going to be broken hearted. I've learned to already quickly not to uh attach my uh whatever it is to to the ship of a head coach uh because they can they can go in a heartbeat. No, will Uh Raheem, yeah, Raheem Morris is uh he's intriguing to me and I I I would be okay with that hire.
2: I definitely agree a long-winded explanation. He, yeah, no, no, that's good. That's what I was looking for actually. Um, no, I I actually 100% agree. I don't know if he's my number 1 candidate, but he's definitely up there for me. You know, I I want an opportunity for us to bring in somebody who's well-rounded like you said. Um, if I I'm I'm actively actually rooting against any retreads, but I don't really co- uh, count him as uh really a a head coach, a previous head coach, because he did get a short end of a stick. He didn't get a well-deserved tenure at with the Bucks. They let him go, I think, after a year. Uh, well, and, and it and was definitely. It was also the time
1: that it was after the Super Bowl, and they went cheap. They got rid of all their veterans, and they spent just the bare minimum for player salaries. So he couldn't do anything with it. And yeah. He was like forty million below everybody else, or thirty million below all the the next lowest team on cap space, and it's just like, what do you expect? And he still, he still produced a little did, bit.
0: I, I, I feel like this is correct. But did did Raheem Morris have to have Josh Freeman as his quarterback? Yes,
2: yes he did. <laughs> And he made Josh Man, Freeman that's... look
1: at least halfway decent. Yeah.
2: I was going to say Freeman actually wasn't bad with the Bucs. I mean, he wasn't great, obviously, but, like, he he was a competent quarterback there. Um, he put up a couple decent seasons. And, again, I, I think that was under the tutelage of, of Raheem Morris and staff, right? Um, but, yeah, so, you know, I like him. You know, another name, obviously, we've talked about that we really haven't, uh, you know, uh, requested is Byron Leftwich, Uh Again, when you've been working under a, a really strong head coach and Bruce Arians for as long as he has, because again he's been there with, since the Bucks, but he also worked with him back when he was on the Cardinals staff as well. Um, that you know he, he's obviously working with Tom Brady, and what's what's fun about that is that you you as a OC are obviously trying to develop and, and continue to push Tom Brady to be the best he can be, but he's also learning a lot from Tom Brady and, and, you know, everything that comes with the, you know, the, the 20 years of experience Tom Brady has the greatest Steve. quarterback so, of all time. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, granted, of course, is he going to have that type of quarterback here? No, probably not. But, not you know, even story. when he was, yeah, it, but I do think that he, um, from all accounts, again, we're not in these meeting rooms. We're not, um, you know, we're not privy to a lot of this information. However, it, it does seem like his team and his, uh, you know, everyone who's uh, being coached by him really, really likes Byron Leftwich. Uh, Tom Brady has said that he is instrumental in formulating that game plan and putting together putting them in the best position to win. Um, and again, that led to them winning a Super Bowl last year. Uh, and he so, so I'm a big fan the of the show. The head yeah, coach exactly. has already he just, said yep. he
1: doesn't touch the offense.
2: He lets exactly Leftwich do it. Yep, and, and I and I love that. Um, another name that I'm I'm intrigued by. I, of course, I want to go offense if we can. So I, I'm pretty intrigued by pretty much all those offensive. Uh, names that have shown up on the list Kevin O'Connell is high on my list Nathaniel Hackett uh, I I like you know he seems to have some great energy Um, but if we do go defense I I wouldn't mind taking a run at D'Amico Ryans Uh, you know D'Amico Ryans is a former you know rookie of the year player he's relatively young apparently just has a ton of energy um his team absolutely loves the energy he brings. He's gotten a lot of great feedback from his players. Um, and he has established relationships with some key people, one being Mike McDaniel, who potentially could be a head coach this year even. But if not, we might be able to pull him over to be our OC because Kyle, Han- uh, Kyle Shanahan does call all the plays for the 49ers. Um Mike That's McDaniel might want an opportunity to make, call his own plays. And he already has a relationship with Tamika Ryans because they coach together. So, you know, we might be able to pull a, a nice young, you know, offensive minded uh, OC to kind of, that is, kind of ran a system or help implement a system that is very effective in the NFL and is very similar to the skill sets that we have on this team in terms of scheme-wise, right? We wouldn't have to overhaul everything uh, in terms of that offensive line, which we probably should anyway because they're pretty bad. But, you know, it, we, we wouldn't have to change the complete philosophy of how we're coaching these guys. So th- those are just some of the thoughts that I have.
0: Are you worried at all about um, – because we, we just got out of an eight-year – run with Zimmer, a defensive-minded coach, um, and sort of this revolving door at offensive coordinator. In fact, even Rick Spielman yesterday, he was on the Move the Sticks podcast doing a little bit of an interview with those guys, uh, Daniel Jeremiah and stuff, and he alluded to the fact that it was difficult to continue to replace offensive coordinators um, because the scheme's going to be a little bit different players may not fit schemes exactly the same way that they do with the previous offensive coordinator and so there's just a lot of turnover and given that right now in the NFL the offense is very or the, the league is very offense driven um, it might be more beneficial to have a, a solidified offensive scheme game plan for however many years 4 or 5 years longer if the head coach is great uh, versus a firm defensive coordinator turned head coach, um, with a constant revolving door of you know maybe a hot commodity offensive coordinator that up and leaves, or you know if you're trying to tap into some of these legends like a Gary Kubiak, right, who just can only do it for a year or two and then has to leave. Um, so are you worried uh, with that at all, or, or are you just kind of like it is what it is, and, and we'll we'll deal with it?
2: Yeah, I, I, th- that's kind of a, you know we're in group chats together. You've heard you know all of my thoughts on this. Really, it's it's really about the fact that you know if you can have an offensive head coach who has an offensive scheme that you know works really well, that that's the way you really should run things because um, the the it's an offensive league and to change uh, an offensive. Um, uh, playbook and and philosophy year in and year out or every couple of years is very tough on a team. And, and we've seen that. I mean, it's clear as day that that's part of some of the struggles we've had um, as a team. So I think it's really important for us, to, you know, ideally to, to draft a offensive guy, you look at the, the playoff teams right now. Um, I think, I, I forget the exact numbers, but I want to say like 11 of the uh, 14 te- or no, I think it was Nine of the fourteen or ten of the fourteen head coaches were offensive guys um, a couple defensive guys and a couple uh, I think one or two special teams um, you know John Harbaugh was a special teams guy so uh, it, it, it's it's very offensive heavy um, and, and you look at all the people who are still left it's still very offensive heavy um, heck even just looking at the the trees of um, was it the shanahan tree I mean you have mcVeigh You have Kyle Shanahan. You have Zach Taylor. I mean, those three guys just alone um, are are just doing some wonderful things right now. So, you know, if we can pluck from one of those groups, right, the Mike McDaniel, the Kevin O'Connell, I mean, it's showing to you know, work uh, at least be a little bit more uh, translatable than like an Andy Reed tree hire, which again, it, it, I think it really does just depend on the situation and stuff. Cause I don't truly think that like all the people who came from Andy Reed that aren't successful or all the people who came from Bill Belichick aren't, that aren't successful are bad hires. It's just maybe they got put in a tough situation uh, or maybe they are bad hires. I don't know, but um, I, 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 I yeah, they could be, <laughs> but I, I think I want to move forward with one of them. I, I, I'd i love to move forward with like an O'Con- uh, O'Connell left, which or, um, or uh McDaniel from an offensive standpoint. Now, yeah. however, I
1: disagree with you. My number one priority is leader of men. And can that person run an entire team, not just offense, Not just defense. Offense, defense, special teams, all the other BS that comes with being a head coach. What color do you want this for today, coach? You know, all that stuff. Can he handle that? If he can handle that and do it better than anybody else, that's the person I want as my head coach. The only one that seems to fill that box is Raheem right now, for me. Um... Secondly, then I go. I want offense versus defense because of the reasons you stated. Offense brings more continuity. Even if your offensive coordinator that he hires is good and gets hired away, um, you know, to a his own head coaching he gig, that offense is still that head coach's offense. So that doesn't change as much as yeah as if the defensive coordinator goes away and you're swapping
2: defenses um and that's what i'm more meant, dave i agree with you right. leader of men is num- number one priority for sure
1: and uh and that's why i'd go that route now it doesn't exclude defensive guys that come up from the defensive side bilichek obviously defensive guy he will go into the hall of fame probably the best coach ever um those guys can do it but you've got you've got to find that head coach needs to be as we've said before the ceo type it doesn't necessarily have to be a ceo cuz i i view that as business and their different shiny shoes and all sorts of other stuff it needs to be a leader that can handle every single aspect of how it takes to run that team and have that team learn and coach and play better, bring in together schemes on all three aspects of football to make a winning product. You do that. You find that person. It doesn't matter that the OCs and DCs leave to get head coaching spots. That remains a solid, um, continuous route forward, i.e. Belichick, because he kept losing people on both sides. And that's the number one thing I'm looking for. Secondary to that is your offensive guy.
2: So- for sure. Yeah,
0: you, uh, you, you definitely nailed it. One thing I want to call out, too, and uh, Tom, Tom said it in the chat, a coach that can hire the right coordinators as well. Okay. Um, I feel like it. especially towards the end, Zimmer sort of his bridges with, like, connections in the NFL. At least, at least that's how it felt. Right, Like he had his guys, and then all of a sudden it was just like we couldn't even really like get anybody from the outside. We just kind of had to like awkwardly promote from within, and you know, we questioned whether these people were even like mm-hmm. qualified for the role, Adam Zimmer, um, you know, and even, even Clint Kubiak, for that matter but but not only can they hire the right coordinator, right my big thing is, can they delegate? Uh, Zimmer was so possessive of his team which is fine to a certain extent but there are things that you need to give up Zimmer needed to probably give up defensive play calling or just his his defensive baby he need to just give it up allow for for other people to kind of take that role and responsibility so you can focus more on the game management situations you know whatever else kind of pops up throughout the game so you guys nailed it you know, a leader of men hires good coaches. Someone who's willing to collaborate, listen, and and really delegate some of some of these roles that are going to take a burden on a
1: head coach. So,
0: uh, um, I, I feel like we're. What's up, Dave?
1: I was talking to Ted Glover, right? Okay. And uh, most of you all know Ted and I did a show together along with Drew Bunting, called "Good Morning gallagher for a few years. And Ted's a good friend of mine has been for a long time now. Um, We're applying how a football team is very much built like a military unit, how you have different components of that. And uh, I lost my train of thought. Um, But, when it came to leader of men, it's how to put it all together and make it work yeah. without being divisive because of somebody else at the equal rank or whatever, or equal station, butt heads like happened with Spielman-Zimmer um, to make it work. And I still lost my train of thought. It'll come back here in a moment. I probably <laughs> drank that brain cell away. I apologize for that. Sorry.
2: <laughs> you good?
0: Well. I was actually if if it comes back we can loop back to it but I was going I was going to move down the line here a little bit uh to the next thing. I just I I want to touch on playoffs. I know that we're not in it. playoffs. Um but are I yeah, exactly. I, I feel like you should have popped up the the picture or the clip. Oh, I got it somewhere. That, uh <laughs> what you're alluding to. But uh Ryan, did you get a chance this weekend to watch any of the playoff games?
2: yeah I uh, watched all of them actually it was great uh it was it was a lot of fun to watch Takeaways. i you know obviously it was it wasn't like the most exciting uh weekend of football right I mean there's quite a few blowouts and things like that, but it was fun to watch um you know some of these teams and how they're coming along and moving along i was, I saw a lot of people in the chat when I had mentioned zach taylor as as a you know coming along nicely and you know of course they're attributing all that to Joe burrow which Again, you know, I mean, it, you a head co- a good head coach isn't going to be a great head coach without a a good quarterback, right? Or a good quarterback situation, yep. in my opinion. I mean, they're linked just like a GM and head coach are linked. Um, so, um, it was fun to watch that team and how they've come along from being kind of. You know, they, they went from being this just stagnant team that hadn't won since, you know, early 90s in the playoffs and they couldn't get that monkey off their back. Even after, well, like a good 10 year run of Marvin Lewis and 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 being competitive in all of those years uh, and then going into the cellar for the last few years. And uh, and, and so to come up, uh, you know, starting to come up last year before Joe Burrow's injury uh, and then to see what they've been able to do this year. I mean we were all bitching about the fact that we lost to the Bengals at the beginning of this year. And now it's looking like, Hey, they have a decent chance to go to the AFC championship. Uh, They're going to be playing a Titans team. That's, you know, starting to get healthy themselves, but I'm not convinced that they're a true number one contender. So I think that's going to be a good game this weekend. So it was fun to watch them, you know, get that monkey off their back and, and, and win. Uh, good uh, to see Joe Burrow continuing to be a rising star in the league because we need those new young up-and-coming quarterbacks to really keep this league, uh, league moving forward. Um, other takeaways, I, it's always fun to watch Dallas flop. um as as they did um and of course i was a little disappointed in my you know kind of my second afc team the arizona cardinals mainly only due to the fact that kyler murray plays there um it it was kind of sad to kind of see them completely flop like they did um i was hoping to see a better game out of murray I, i think um cliff kingsbury is kind of a dope uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, – it doesn't look like they're going to move on from him because they probably would have done it already. But uh, they should because he just falls apart in the second half of the year every year um, since even he's been in college. Uh, so I think it's time for them to you know get Kyler an actual competent head coach. Um, yeah, outside of that, you know, it was a good weekend of football though. I mean, uh, of course, we had the blowouts. We knew KC was going to win. We knew um, – what was the other big blowout that uh, – the, 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 bills uh, the, the first night, the bills they actually, that one was surprising. I thought it was going to be a little bit of a closer game. So to kind of see that game completely blown out like that, uh, it, it's just goofy though, because w- what bills team are we going to get this week? They are, they, right. I mean, outside of like, there's, I and mean, I'm drawing a blank on the team right now off the top of my head, but i you know, there's one other team that's hot and cold like that in this league, uh, you know, this year. Uh, but, Gosh, some weeks they just look so dominant, like there's no way they won't win the Super Bowl. And then they go and put up three points against the Jaguars and almost lose to the Jets in the final like week or uh, you know two weeks in the in the season. And they did put up a a stinker against another team and lost. It's just like, what are you doing? Like they're just a. It's a hard team to put your finger on.
1: Well, Dallas did that. They put up a fifty burger against the what the fuck team and uh, pardon my language and then the next week <laughs> barely squeak one out or lost and then they put up another 50 burger and then they came into the playoffs and lost um the one thing about the Bills was that they're playing their arch rivals and there was some deep uh you know Hatfield and McCoy type love there and when they had a chance to bury him they buried them. And I would love, absolutely love, to have a coach with the mindset that if it's 30-10 to in the third quarter, I'm not letting off the gas. I'm pressing on it more. I want to score every single drive we get the ball. That's one thing I want. I don't care if he's offense, defense, special teams, leader of men, whatever. Um, At that point, I want that. I want somebody to go all out, and the Bills did. Now, hopefully this week they won't have the letdown. The team I want to see have the letdown coming up this week is our border rival, and they play the San Francisco (laughs) 49ers, who just came off. And honestly,
2: that's the best matchup we could have asked for uh, if we want the Packers to lose. I think that matchup is, like, obviously Packers are favorite, Uh, favored to win and and rightfully so however that team is a tough nose you know they 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 grind they are run 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 but i do have to ask you guys
0: would you rather see the packers lose this week or would you rather see them lose again in the nfc championship game this because oh i don't know i i think the heartbreak that they would endure from having to lose another NFC championship game, like you think Vikings Twitter is bad at its worst. That will send that fan base. They get real bad. They, they, (laughs) and I apologize. uh, I, I, if my buddy's watching, who's an avid Packer fan, but I am almost rooting for that scenario because he just can't quite get there again. Uh, And then you got a lot of question marks around that team, right? Aaron Rodgers Is he going to come back? Devontae Adams didn't re-sign, though they'll likely franchise tag him. You know, I think that Zidarius Smith might also be leaving. You know, you're gonna have to sign Jair soon. It's just their window is now, and so it'd be really funny if they got to the NFC Championship and just it it, it it'd be the chef's kiss if he was somehow screwed by the officials as well. Hey. Like the officials blow a call,
1: Matt. Yeah.
2: And I That's Matt, what hold I agree on. with hold on the.
1: I just got a message from uh, Niner Sickness. Matt, you're no No. longer welcome on the show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I thought I already uh, uh, overstayed my welcome on that show for the one time I was on.
2: (laughs) So where I agree, Matt, where where I agree with you, Matt, in in, in the context of, yes, I'd much rather have them have the heartbreak, I don't. I'm not as confident that the other two teams could beat them. That's my issue is I I think the Niners are the best matchup because they can run the ball if really effectively well, and they have a pretty staunch defense. I mean, for the most part, if they stayed healthy, we'll see if Fred Warner ends up staying healthy and, and Nick Bosa makes it back. But, um, I think the I think that the, the Rams are, are too Florida or too California. I don't think that they're a hard nosed enough team, uh, even though they have a good strong yeah. defense. It's 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 I don't think they play hard. Um, and and the Bucks, they're just hurt. <laughs> they're just hurt. So uh, I yeah. just I worry about Tom Brady being able to put up the offensive numbers he needs to put up with the the talent he has around him with Godwin and Brown now gone so that that that's and right, i mean if they can get uh, if they can get Fournette and uh, back you know maybe that helps a little bit but you know we'll see we'll see either way yeah the the consensus is we need we want them to lose and that's all that really matters.
1: yes yeah. i was about to say i agree with gmac i want them to, to lose as soon as possible
2: early and often
0: if, that's fine i'm not i'm not going to complain if, if they lose <laughs> this weekend but if they lost next weekend i would also be uh Equally, or maybe even but a little the, bit more. But the key to all that yeah.
1: is they have to lose. Uh that is true. As Clifford's saying, the Bucks won't get past this week. I, 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 think I, I can't. Agree. A Bucks is going to have a hard time if they make it past this week and face them in the NFC Championship and they have to go to Green Bay in February. Mm, 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 mm. Forty years old, you might be spry and the greatest quarterback in the world, but you're going to feel that.
0: Yeah, and there's nothing
1: more to If
0: if the Bucks make it past this week and play the Packers, there's nothing more that the Packers are going to want than to to get revenge on what was last year, um, which was another NFC Championship letdown. So, um, we got a little bit of the show left. I want to touch on it. I'm sure we'll touch on it a lot more this off-season, but uh I want to talk about you know, the state of the Vikings defense quick as we head into to the offseason here. I, I tweeted about it the other week on how promising the offense looks um, with some just all these young pieces, Justin Jefferson, Christian Derrissaw, Ezra Cleveland, uh, you know, Irv Smith, Brian O'Neill, Cook, Osmore, Conklin, uh, assuming he res- re-signs, but when you look at the defensive side of the ball, and s- sorry if the screen right now is glaring, but I have it all on a list here, um, not as promising, right? We have an aging Harrison Smith, an aging Eric Hendricks. Uh, we have Daniil Hunter coming off in injury. We have Anthony Barr likely to go. Uh, I thought Dalvin Tomlinson and Michael Pierce did all right. Maybe the two bright spots. But then when you look at the cornerback position, you're rocking with Cam Dantzler next year. And that's pretty much it. you know, you got Patrick Peterson's going to be gone, or at least is a free agent. Xavier Woods is a free agent, Uh, you know, Mackenzie Alexander, Everson Griffin, you know, all these guys on the defensive side of the ball are are going to be gone or are at least impending free agents. So that side of the ball looks bleak. So I just I just want to get your 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 takeaway on maybe how you'd fix the defense quickly um, or just overall your general thoughts.
2: Yeah, um, you know, I've started some of my draft, uh, draft prep over the last, you know, couple of days, uh, since being back from Disney, uh, trying to dive into some prospects and, and of course, doing some mock drafts and doing, you know, this, that and the other. And I find myself often picking, a lot of defensive players because we definitely need it. Uh, you know, like you said, we're really short at cornerback. Uh, we're short really on the defensive line uh, in in general. I I know that you know we we have Hunter coming back, um, except for he's at a huge cap number, so we're gonna have to re-sign him or. Yeah. Uh, or or trade him or cut him, right? I mean, those are the options. Uh, but we're going to have to do something to lower that cap number because I think it's at, like, 28 or something like that this year, the way we structured things. Um, he's, he gets an $18 million
1: bonus on the fifth day of the new league year. So they put yeah, that it's in it's there expensive.
2: specifically for a decision point. Yeah, for sure. Um, but on the other side, what, like, DJ Wanham, he – has played okay in some spots awful in some spots um tomlinson i I thought he underwhelmed really uh in terms of you know for for the price that he costs but he played well uh just he's very he's expensive d tackle um and and then pierce played well when he was healthy um however we have an out with him and my guess is he's going to be on the outs because just cap. Unless we figure something out with Kirk where we can make stuff work, um, I, I think we're going to have to let go of, of, of peers. And I think the, the preference would be to let go of Tomlinson of the two, but Tomlinson's contract's tough to get out of.
1: Yeah, I thought Tomlinson played great for what he was asked to do. You're not going to get a, a pass-rushing 3 tech out of a nose tackle. Uh, but he played three tech outstandingly um Pierce played well when he was in the process. The problem with Pierce is the when he was in problem um but there are gonna be a boatload of holes on that defense, and it's gotta be it has to be addressed You can't wait yeah, with we, just we the will spend alone.
0: we will spend a full episode here. Um, or at least a good half of an episode talking about the Vikings defense. I I don't want to jump to any like conclusions on who they might you know resign at the current moment, just because we don't know who the GM is or who the head coach is. And you know it, if somebody comes in and it's just an yeah it's just an obvious not fit, right? I'm not I'm not going to say oh we're going to resign him kind of thing. So um, just wanted to get your your, your quick, uh, view on that. But we got a little bit of time left, so. Uh, we almost, I, sorry, we have a little bit of time, and I asked people to ask us some questions in the chat here. Um, and so, if anybody has any more, feel free to send them over. We almost went a whole show without talking about you know who. Uh, so let's let's talk about today's them now. Uh, daily sit uh, rep. Yeah, Clifford, <laughs> uh, Clifford asked the question: Is Kirk Cousins staying or going? Uh, we've seen a lot of rumors swirling. Uh, even Chad Graff kind of alluded to it from The Athletic that he's probably gone. Uh, you don't post an article talking about scenarios where you can get rid of them if, if you don't have maybe like an uh, an inside scoop. I even think Roto World, or I guess now it's NBC Sports Edge, um, had a little tidbit out there as well that uh, some teams are interested. So, Ryan, we're making an assumption, not really knowing about the head coach of the GM, but if you had to guess at... January 19th at 8.53 p.m. Central Time. Uh, Is Kirk Cousins on this team next year?
2: You don't have to tell me if you like him or not. Yeah, I I, I don't think so. Um, I I think it's hard to keep a guy at a a $45 million cap number. So obviously all the Kirk defenders are going to say just just resign him and extend him. Okay. But at that point, this head coach and this new GM is hitching their wagon to Kirk Cousins the same way Zim and Spielman just did, which got them. Well, it that did not get them fired. It was a plethora of things, but, but that, that was a factor. Huge that was a factor. I mean, and Zim, Zim alluded to it. You know, obviously a lot of bad press came out about Zim, you know, after he was let go. Uh, but Zim alluded to the fact back in 2018 if we pay a quarterback top dollar, I'm gonna get fired, and he—he's a prophecy, right? Because it came true. So I—I um, I can't see another. I—I I think there's gonna be enough teams interested in a quarterback of his caliber because he is a good quarterback. Um, that somebody's gonna take a risk on his lack of whatever it is, whatever it is that can't get him over the hump of that 500 mark. Um, some teams gonna bet that they can make it happen for him, um, and and hopefully trade us. Something. He is a good I, I quarterback. He is a good quarterback. Yeah. I can't imagine that we wouldn't get. You know, uh, first is gonna be tough to get, but I think we can figure it out. But even if we got in the second round range um, and, and added some more, you know, opportunity to move around in the draft and and pick a guy that we maybe like a lot or bringing in a bridge uh, to kind of help get us over the hump. Obviously, my favorite early, early off-season rumor was, you know, the the, the Browns being potentially interested with Stefanski having a good year with Kirk, the one year he was a full-time OC. Um, and, and in return, we'd get a pick in Baker. Um, obviously, I'm sure a ton of people listening to the show is like, oh, God, Baker, gross, you know, look at what he did this year. Again, when when healthy, he was leading the league in completion percentage, and he had a hell of a run in the three quarters of the uh, end of twenty twenty season um, that got him to the playoffs and a playoff win. So, not saying he's going to be this savior, I would I would say he's going to be a bridge quarterback. But if he comes in in twenty twenty two, completely lights up the league, or you know lights it up enough to earn. Uh, a franchise tag or a second contract uh, you know that that's an easy you know low risk high reward opportunity for us and if he doesn't work out next year uh, the draft class for quarterbacks next year is much stronger than this one
0: the, the way I look at it and, and I agree Ryan I, I think he's gone um, the way I look at it is if I am a head coach or a GM you know hypothetically speaking uh, the first thing that I would want to do is I'd want to pick my guy um, and it would be someone new, like regardless, unless, unless I was fortunate enough to walk into a Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen or a mm-hmm. Joe Burrow, um, you know, there are exceptions to that rule, but in, in most scenarios, right, you're going to want to start from scratch, especially at the quarterback position. Um, and so I, I you know, I, I saw people chiming in, you know, who are who are we gonna uh, who are we gonna have this year if we don't have Kirk, right? Well, to your point, right, there, there's rumors about, you know, a Baker trade potentially. Um, there's also a reset quarterbacks you could target. I know it may be popular, it may be not popular. Teddy Bridgewater will be on the open market. There's some other quarterbacks as well. And maybe if Kyle Shane, you know, is
1: let mon go you for could her. give it to mon too
0: you you definitely could and and, and i could see yeah, a gm coming at in at and doing a that you quarterbacks
1: but to fill out the room but yeah give it to mon to and if, point, you tank, if it, it all depends on how the new gm and head coach view the draft where are they going to start to the build the rebuild first do they go beef up the offensive line get some interior guys that can actually play interior line? Do they work on getting a defensive tackle or some defensive edges? Because we need defensive edges, especially if they let Hunter go. Um, do they work on corners? Because we need corners. It all depends on that philosophy. Or do they try one of yeah. this year's quarterbacks? Because, yeah, it's a weak class, but at least one of them's going to hit, I would suspect, because that's the, you know, the NFL. Yeah. The NFL. So, it depends which way they go. And if they want to go, hey, I'm going to build up the offensive line. I want to get an edge. I want to get a corner. We're going to roll with Mond. Yeah. And if we end up 3-14 and 14 on the season, uh, so be it. That puts us in line for number one or two pick next year when the quarterbacks are um, a thicker class.
0: Yeah, it- I guess, I guess for me, if if that's the mindset um, of, of of a future GM coming in, like they're just willing to throw away twenty twenty two, like and let Kellen Mond start, I guess at that point, I'd probably rather just keep Kirk around at forty five million dollars and just let him walk.
2: Um, but the, but the issue then it, is, is we play good enough to get a mid yeah, round pick, mid round first round pick, and that. and and then and then we're out on Bryce Young or you know whoever that you choose uh, at that quarterback position.
1: No, that's it, the only issue. It, yeah, it, yeah, it all depends point, on the philosophy so. and whether they're going in a full rebuild or not. I don't care what it is. I don't want to keep as Joseph, and again, I don't want to keep Kirk, Kirk Cousins. I think we need to get rid of him no matter what. But um. That's just me personally because i followed him his whole career. There's uh but it all depends on who the head coach and GM are going to be as what they, what route are they going to take in building it up into their image, getting the guys they want and go yeah. from there. And I'm cool with taking next year and putting in Mon and going three and 14. Literally I am. Um, Let's build it from there. It would
0: be a long season.
1: Nah, I mean, hey, we'll still joke and have a good time and drink tequila and <laughs> know that hey, nothing was expected of next season because basically nothing is. The Wills wanted to there be should competitive. Be zero
0: expectation,
1: right? But there's, there's, there's not. It's it, you got a new head coach and GM. What happens after that? You're not, yeah. you know. The yeah, there's is the, definitely uh, a lot of different, lot, a
2: lot of, lot of different routes we could go at the quarterback position, but I, I do think that if we can get a quality pick back for Kirk, um, I, I don't think a GM wants to hitch. A new GM and new coach are going to want to hitch our wagon to a, a mid 30s average. Well, again, ha- above average, but very expensive quarterback. Um, where there, it's going to be hard for them to rebuild this team the way that they probably see fit because of this team is broken. So um, I, I definitely see the, the, the quarterback position turning over for us. How it turns over, if we go to Mond, if we bring in a bridge quarterback like a Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke or whoever, right? I think Drew Locke's a bridge good this year. Um, if Baker, yeah. So I think that got put to rest. I think the GM, um, uh, Barry over there in Cleveland, said Baker's our quarterback for, yeah, we're keeping Mayfield for
1: 2022. So they say a lot of things
2: going on. Spielman has said that in many years. Year's. (laughs) Exactly. So, but you know, and, and I think somebody uh, jokingly said, well, I think it was Linda. Um, uh, if Baker had stop doing some of the commercials, he might be a better football player. You know, you got to get your bag That's either funny. way. And, and the fact that, you know, those commercials probably, he shoots them all in like a day or two. I don't think it really affects too much, but yes, yeah, so, I mean, Hey, hey, he provides us a lot of joy because those commercials are hilarious. So um, so I, I definitely think that there's going to be a lot of different options for us to go. Uh, we might not love it as a fan base from a competitive standpoint, but who knows? Like, you just never know. We we might have an opportunity and could and, and draft Malik Willis. And, and let's say we hire a coach that just knows how to unlock all of Malik's talent. And all of a sudden, now we have a new... Uh, kind of run-and-gun quarterback that is taking the lead by storm. You just never know. So until until we kind of get into the trenches of next year, I think we just have to trust what Quezy or Brandon Brown or um, whoever the next GM is Catherine to right, trust what they – yeah, exactly. Um, trust whatever their their vision is. Um, trust the head coach, Raheem Morris or D'Amico Ryans or whoever – to to make the right decision and and let's just hope for the best. Um, I think that's all we can do at this point.
0: Mm-hmm. And you know what? I think that is a perfect way to end this show. Right there, that that's where we're gonna that's where we're gonna cap it. Um, talking about you know that's I think that's the the funnest part about the off season is there is so much speculation rumors fun scenarios you can play with we just don't know right we're, we're early on in the offseason we don't have a GM we don't have a coach and so we can keep speculating all we want um, until you know September rolls around because with this team you just you just never really know so with that being said uh, to everybody in the chat tonight uh, thank you for joining us again this week uh, and be sure to come back next week because hopefully we will have a new GM. Help. We may even have a new head coach depending on how the interviews go and if the new GM kind of likes the candidates that, that the WILFs have started interviewing for head coach. So come back next week for that. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we couldn't do this without your guys' viewerships and subscriptions to our page. So if you're not already, make sure you head over to our YouTube channel. Click subscribe. If you know friends and family that aren't coming here weekly and listening to this, just shoot it over to them. Tell them to subscribe too and they'll they'll get a notification when we go live. Uh well, that way they so don't kind. have to remember themselves. Um and Ryan, it was good to have you back again this week. We should have a guest next week, but I I don't want to say anything quite yet because I've I've been jinxing myself a lot lately. So I'm just going to keep that on the down low. No. Um
1: there's a question, viewer question. You need to answer. Gmac, why do you have your tree up still?
0: Well, he said I have it up already, and so you could either think that I, I've I've kept it up too long, or I've already got it up in anticipation, <laughs> anticipation of, of Christmas, Christmas. in twenty twenty two. So, whatever view you want to have for that, uh, it's correct. So. Uh, with that being said, thank you for coming back, Ryan. We missed you last week, Dave. Yes, thank we you did. for producing. Um, and we will be back same time, same place next Wednesday at eight o'clock. So, until then, Dave does it the best. But what do we say?
1: First off, the next live show. Will oh, We dropped the bomb with Darren and I on Saturday. Two old bloggers. Uh Darren's already sent me the notes. I have not looked at them yet. Uh we'll be we'll putting together a show. I'm sure it's to deal with GMs and head coaches. Cause maybe we'll know more by then. There is no Vikings hot takes tomorrow. They are off. We may have another sit rep or two. We'll see. But what we always say is go uh, Vikings!